Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. Get over to Leon Tailoring for that young person who graduated. Congratulations, by the way. And make sure they've got the clothes for that big job interview. Hey, the economy may be good, but you still got to dress for success. And Leon Tailoring, they can help your young person do that with the professional wardrobe and attire that they need. And so all those years of college and getting a degree do not go to waste. So Leon Tailoring, the perfect place to get your young professional off to that start in the world of work. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. Well, I take a few minutes uh, to talk to Tom McDermott, Tom Mayor of Hammond, also candidate uh, for the U.S. Senate. So, Tom, Mr. Mayor, Mr. Senate candidate, how's it going, my friend? Good to see you, Abdul. Been a while, so it's great to see you again. Great. So, uh, sort of, how's the campaign going? You know, it's going well. Uh, we've over the last week we've had two of our best fundraising days ever, uh, which is great. Uh, so, obviously, seeing a pickup in the amount donated, I think, is an indicator of what's going on and Hoosiers are upset right now, particularly Hoosier women. Um, they're losing their civil liberties and there's nothing happened in men and you know last time I checked it takes two people to make a baby and only you know only half of our population is being affected by the laws that are coming out of the General Assembly. Um, so let's talk about that. Uh, obviously the lawmakers pass a more restrictive ban near total ban on abortion with except rape incest mother's life is in danger and a couple other items. Uh, what are you hearing when you're out on the on the campaign trail about that issue in particular? Outrage a sense of unfairness. Um, and the U.S. Supreme Court, I'm, I know you're a fellow attorney, uh, the, the, the fact that the U.S. Supreme Court doesn't respect pr precedent anymore. I mean, I'm 53 years old, and Roe versus Wade was the law of the land my entire life. And as a mayor, I find sometimes the best deals are the ones where everybody walks away from the table a little bit upset. And I'm not saying Roe versus Wade was perfect, but everybody was a little upset with Roe versus Wade on both sides of the aisle, but it worked. And, and now we're in the wilderness, and, you know, and in Indiana, they passed a near-total abortion ban, and women aren't going to sit back. And I think, Abdullah, I predict what happened in Kansas is going to happen in Indiana on November 8th. Um, is it uh, suburban Republican women, or is it just women in general that are more upset than, than you've noticed in the past? Well, I mean, when I'm in the urban areas, I feel like it's more home turf for, for me, you know. And, and But I'm not saying that it's limited to the urban areas. The rural areas, women are just as upset, you know. But I do find in urban areas, it's a lot more organized, a lot more numbers, obviously. But this isn't an issue that's just Indianapolis or the region or South Bend or Fort Wayne. This is, you know, even in the rural, you know, counties that you would consider red counties, even in southern Indiana, I, I find outrage. Um, what's interesting though, about Canada, uh, not Canada, but uh, Kansas, was that when they did the uh, abortion question, it was, on, it was on their constitution, but that was, that was just it. There weren't any candidates on the ballot. Right. It was just, uh, do you do you believe Kansas County has a right to abortion or not? Yes right. or no? Uh, Indianapolis is a little bit, Indiana is a little bit different because you've got, you know, specifics and also you've got candidates on the ballot. Do you think that's going to impact uh, the change or how do you think that'll uh, play out here in Indiana? I hope so. <laughs> no, I mean, it was an issue election. I acknowledge that. And, and I think that, you know, in this case, it's going to be candidates in Indiana on the ballot November 8th. But I'm making it clear that I'm pro-woman, I'm pro-choice, and I want to be a soldier for the women when I get to the United States Senate so that I can defend their rights and try to codify Roe versus Wade. That, that would be my goal, going to the U.S. Senate, is to reverse the damage that was done. Um, how do you think uh, the abortion is going to focus with all the other issues out there, in, like inflation, gas prices, even though they've, they've come down, folks haven't still felt the full effect of uh, inflation just yet? Those are the issues. You named them. I mean, it's it's abortion, it's inflation, gas, it's uh, 
you know, military-style assault weapons. Those are the issues right now. And quite frankly, I think my campaign is taking great positions on all those issues. It's how I feel personally, which is wonderful. And the fact is, you know, as mayor of the city of Hammond, I don't think it's anybody with a straight face could say I control the price of gas or I'm controlling the rate of inflation. If anybody should be mad at anybody, it's Senator Todd Young is one of the top 100 federal elected officials in the United States. And what's he done to lower the price of gas? What's he done to control the rate of inflation? Heck, he just voted against the inflation control bill that came out of the, you know, out of the U.S. Congress. So. Tom McDermott, uh, Mayor of uh, Hammond, Indiana, and also a uh, candidate for the U.S. Senate. Take, take a few minutes to chat about some of the issues uh, facing the Hoosiers today. Uh, let's talk about uh, what the Senate did this past week uh, with the inflation reduction package. Uh, they mm -hmm. did prescription drugs. Mm -hmm. uh, they did a couple other things. Mm -hmm. uh, do you think, uh, how soon do you think it will take for that to take effect for Hoosiers to start feeling the impact of lower gas prices, lower inflation altogether? I mean, it, you know, with the, the economy, it's such a complicated process. It's going to take months probably before we'll feel the effects of what they recently did. But it's a sign that people in Washington, D.C. are paying attention. And, and I think for people that are worried about these issues, take note of who's voting to control inflation and who's voting against it. And every Republican member of the U.S. Senate voted against the Inflation Reduction Act. And it just shows that, you know, Todd Young doesn't want the price of gas to come down. He doesn't. Todd Young doesn't want inflation to come down. He doesn't. Because he'd rather put that sticker on the gas pump that, that blames Joe Biden for the price of gas. And that's so simplistic. I mean, I think almost every American could understand that this is a complicated issue and it's not one person controlling the price of gas. Because if Joe Biden was in charge of the price of gas, he would lower it. I'm, I'm confident of that. Um, what does it say about uh, just the whole, the whole process? You had Joe Manchin over here, you had Bernie Sanders over here, Kristen Sinema over mm -hmm. here, and, and everybody else sort of in the middle. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I, you know, I respect individualism, and I'm also a Democrat, but at the same time, I respect Hoosier, Hoosier Democrats. I, I represent Hoosiers, and when I get to the U.S. Senate, I'm going to continue to focus on Hoosiers and Hoosier Democrats and, you know, representing this 6.6 .6 million people that live in this state to the best of my ability. And I'm not going to be an automatic vote for anybody other than the Hoosiers. And that's, you know, that I'm taking that to the United States Senate. Um, when looking money-wise, uh, Todd Young's got millions of dollars in the bank. Uh, you said you had a couple really good sort of fundraising mm -hmm. over the past couple of weeks. Will you be able to compete with Todd Young, even though he has such a massive uh, money advantage right now? Am I going to compete with them dollar for dollar? Probably not. I'd love to. Don't get me wrong. I'm not asking people not to <laughs> donate with me, but he has $6 million right now, and half of that came from special interests. In, in particular, half of it came from the National Rifle Association. So the fact is, you know, I mean, it's a lot harder for an incumbent to run for re-election in a lot of ways because they have a record to run on, and Todd Young's record is nothing to be proud of. And he's going to need that $6 million to try to rehabilitate his image. And I don't have those problems as a candidate. I have a clean record and a good record. And I'm not going to need as much money to rehabilitate myself as Todd Young is going to. So he's going to need that $6 million against me because I'm not going to stop talking about these issues until November 8th. Um, when you look at uh, sort of being mayor of Hammond, uh, medium-sized city here in the state of Indiana, mm -hmm. how does that your experience as mayor translate into us being a U.S. senator? Mayors get things done, Abdul. That's the thing. I want to go to Washington, D.C. and get things done. I don't want to just go there and kick the can down the road and blame the president. I want to go there and actually accomplish, you know, goals and, and, and bring money back home to Indiana so we can rebuild our roads and rebuild our highways and rebuild our bridges and, and make cleaner energy and, you know, and build better broadband. You know, you go across southern Indiana, you can't even keep a cell phone signal, much less download anything from Netflix, uh, Netflix or, or even e-learn out of your house. And these things need to be fixed. We're in, it's 2022. And you know, there's parts of our state that can't even get a cell phone connection. And Todd Young's voting against money that could come home and help fix that. Uh, what about our deficit, though? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, Todd Young added. A, so let's say our deficit's what twenty five trillion dollars right now. Our debt, the total debt, yeah. in, the total debt in America is twenty five trillion. Todd Young voted yes on about half of that, and that's a fact. So for those conservative Republicans that don't like what's going on with debt, I don't like debt either. I consider myself a conservative Democrat, but how could you support a guy like Todd Young that's supposedly a conservative Republican and he goes to Washington D.C. and votes for eleven trillion dollars to be added to the nation's debt? That's not a very good Republican. That's not a very good conservative. I mean, quite frankly. For people that are concerned about that, you know, they should either vote for me because I'm way more conservative fiscally than he is, or they should vote for the libertarian, who's definitely more conservative than Todd Young. But he goes to, to the U.S. Senate and acts like a liberal Democrat when it comes to spending. Our guest on the program today is Hammond Mayor, Tom, Hammond Mayor Thomas McDermott, uh, also candidate for the United States Senate. We're just getting caught up. We haven't spoken to uh, the mayor in a while. Uh, let's go circle back to the abortion issue, uh, if we could. Like I said, no, we're, you're in the same age group. Roe v. Wade has been the law of the land all our lives mm -hmm. until Casey versus Planned Parenthood of Pennsylvania in 1992. Uh, what do you think this will do? Like I said, A, nationwide, as we have the abortion discussion, also here in Indiana, now that folks have passed Senate Bill 1. We're going to go back to the wars that we had in the 50s, the 60s, and the 70s over the right to privacy. And quite frankly, see, quite frankly, the right to privacy encompasses way more than just, you know, reproductive rights. It also encompasses interracial marriage. It also encompasses same-sex marriage. Heck, it even covers contraceptives. We're having, there's U.S. senators that are having legitimate conversations about whether or not states should be able to ban contraceptives. I mean, we're going backwards, Abdul. It's hard, it's hard not to say we're going backwards. So we're going to have, we're going to fight out a lot of these fights that we thought were done in the 1960s and 1970s, but they're here again, you know, and we're going through one in Indiana, and obviously Senate Bill 1 passed. Now we're going to see what the repercussions are. Are the repercussions going to be like they were in Kansas, or is the electorate going to, let, you know, let let this pass? We'll find out. Uh, like I said, you being a, the mayor in the region, uh, you could probably speak to this better than most folks. Uh, do you see women in Indiana traveling to Illinois, Chicago, to go have the, go exercise their reproductive choice? freedom now that Indiana's uh, passed Senate Bill 1? It, simple answer is yes, I will, especially where I live. It's so easy. We drive across the street and you're in Illinois, you know, but what do you do for, you know, the women in southern Indiana that don't have the means to get to other states as quickly as people in the region or, you know, even well-off people that live in Indianapolis area? The fact is people will do it, but for the ones that can will and the ones that can't, they're just going to have the baby, I guess. And then we're going to, you know, bear a baby into an unstable situation, which usually leads to heartbreak down the road. Um, the other thing that uh, Senate, House and Senate Republicans did was they passed funding for expected moms, uh, for, for, for the preborn, unborn, uh, sort, of, sort of born. Uh, is that going to be enough? Well, we're already one of the worst states when it comes to when the child is actually born, the services that are, that are there to protect the child. So it's nice to see, now that Indiana is going to force women to have birth, it's nice to see them increase funding for those services. But the fact is, we're already abysmal in that, in that category, and hopefully it makes us better. But, you know, we'll, time will bear that out. Uh, let's circle back. Uh, what is a Senator Tom McDermott, what are your top three priorities, top three platform ideas uh, to, to help the hosiers have better lives? Well, Roe versus Wade is definitely, you know, the voters tell you what's the most important thing, and Roe versus Wade and codifying Roe versus Wade is definitely the most important thing to me. Obviously, the, the level of debt in our country scares me as an American, scares me as, you know, because I have kids and my kids are going to have kids, and, you know, it's not fair what we're doing to future generations right now, and that's got to be looked at as well. And then, 
America, we need to be strong. You know, we need to be able to protect our country. We need to be able to, you know, protect democracy across the world. And I think that my six years in the United States military will help me understand, you know, the difficulties we face overseas. But and another thing, when it comes to confirmation of Supreme Court justices and district court judges, I want to right the wrongs that were done in the past because Merrick Garland right now shouldn't be our Attorney General. Merrick Garland should be on the U.S. Supreme Court. So we have a lot of work to do once I get to Washington, D.C. How do we get our debt under control? We got to stop spending so much and we got to like, you know, like mayors, we don't have the ability to print money. You know, we have budgets, we have to stick to it. But in Washington, D.C., you have this magical ability to print money and then it causes inflation. And the thing that really gets me is Todd Young is banging on the president, banging on, you know, Democratic Party for causing inflation. And the fact is he voted for $11 trillion to be added to our debt, which is inflationary. Heck, even the chips bill that just passed, I would have voted yes on it, by the way. But even the chips bill that just passed. That's health insurance program for folks. May not know what chip. No, no, the chip bill. The, the, oh, the, the microchip. The, the microchip yeah. bill, excuse me, yeah. Even the chip bill that just passed is inflationary. And I would have voted yes, because I think it's vital to America's future that we have chips being made in the United States of America. But Todd Young blames the president for inflation, and he adds, you know, inflationary pressures by voting yes on this bill, which is great. I would have voted yes also. But the fact is, he adds $11 trillion to our nation's debt. He votes yes on, on a chips bill that will add inflation to, to the problem. So he's just completely completely inconsistent. Uh, what about uh, the bill that uh, Senate just passed on veterans and uh, honestly burn victims or uh you, you understand that issue much better than I. Yes, sir. I mean, think about it. When you're in a war zone, Afghanistan or Iraq, and you make trash, which you do, you can't take it to the local dump. you got to burn it. And when you burn it, it creates toxic fumes, and our service members are breathing these fumes, enlisted, officers, everybody. And there's a bill that comes before the United States Senate, and Todd Young gets four chances to vote on it where, where the bill is going to compensate the victims that are suffering from the side effects of this exposure. Todd Young votes against it twice, and he votes for it twice. Ultimately, voting for its passage, but playing games with the bill, quite frankly. This should have been something that was an up-and-down vote. These are our veterans that served our country. You know, Abdul, I was on a nuclear-powered submarine, exposed to nuclear power radiation, and if I suddenly started getting side effects years later from nuclear radiation, and I came home and I wanted to get help, and people were playing games with my health, I, would, I wouldn't appreciate it a bit. And that's what Todd Young and, you know, the, the Senate GOP caucus was doing with our veterans' health, and it's not right. Uh, real quickly here, uh, the Department of Justice raided, uh, sent the FBI to Mar-a-Lago to go get a bunch of documents and that sort of thing. People were accusing the, the, the DOJ to be weaponized mm -hmm. and, and all. Is this just noise? I, I'll be honest with you. I've, I grew up in the region in, in, in my politics, and I've seen a few federal investigations in my time, unfortunately, being from the region, and I've always had a policy. I don't talk about the federal government, you know, and, and I trust the system that if, you know, and there's a lot of people that fear that maybe this is the wrongful type of thing that's happening, and if that's the case, I know that we have safeguards in our system that will protect the former president, and quite frankly, the former president's able to get the best lawyers to represent him, and I trust the system. I'm an attorney licensed to practice law just like you, and I trust trust the system. And obviously, you know, if this is wrongful, I, I think the justice system will prevail. But I, I try not to comment on federal investigations because, you know, I don't want to piss anybody off in the federal government. <laughs> <laughs> not a problem. Tom McDermott with us for a few more minutes on the program today. Uh, Tom, uh, one of the big things, the question is going to be like, who's, which part is going to control uh, the Senate? Uh, which part is going to control the House? Looks like uh, everything is sort of up in the air right now. You know, 50, 50. Uh, your thoughts on how do you, how will you function uh, if this, if you're in the minority? 
I'll function the same way I'd function if I was in the majority, is I would focus on my constituency, I'd focus on the United States of America, and I'd do my best for the state of Indiana, for all 6.6 .6 million people that live here, and, and I'd do my best to represent the United States of America. I mean, that, that would be my job. I would hope that the Democrats would be in the majority. But if we weren't, I would, and by the way, I would work with the president, regardless of who the president is. Right now, for the next two years, my first two years in the Senate, the president's going to be Joe Biden. But there could be a new president after that. And, and if there is a new president after that, my job is to work with the president, because that's the elected leader of the United States. And if the president's doing well, that means our country's doing well. That means our state is doing well. And I think that we've fallen away from that. There's a whole segment of senators that want to see the president fail. And what they don't understand is when the president fails, our country's failing also. And we got to get away from this internal battles. Uh, how do we do that? Uh, because it seems that uh, we've got a lot more a lot more partisan, the far left to the far right make all the noise, they're on all the talking head shows. And the, like a joke say, that the 70% of folks in the middle just sort of tuned out, like, you know what, nothing's going to change, I'm, I'm done, I just want to try to just live my life, you know, mm -hmm. have, have a good family, take a vacation every once in a while. How do you, how do you sort of restore, I, I won't say hope, but you know, hope. Well, I don't consider myself far left or far right. I'm, I'm definitely, I consider myself left of center, which is the name of my podcast, by the way, but not that I'm plugging <laughs> it, but I do consider myself left of center. But, you know, my models, the people I look up to that were in the Senate are people like Joe Donnelly, who was in the center. And obviously he got beat after one term, but I've seen people be very successful from the center, like uh, even, you know, a Republican, John McCain, who I idolize and I respect very much. Obviously he's not around anymore, but I want to go in there and be that type of senator, one that, that works with everybody and tries to get things done and tries to move our country forward. And we need more people like that in the United States Senate. We need more Joe Donnelly's in the U.S. Senate. And Joe Donnelly's doing well right now. He's hanging out with the Pope. But I would rather see him in the U.S. Senate personally than Mike Braun, who we have there right now. Uh, final question for you. We've got less than 100 days to go between now and Election Day. Uh, what's the Tom McDermott strategy? Just keep plugging, keep shaking hands, keep talking to Hoosiers. I think the more people I talk to, the more people I shake hands with, the more vo more votes I'm going to get. So I focus on money because money is important, but the most important thing is shaking hands, in my opinion, and talking to people because I think the more you know, the more I get out in public, the more votes I'm going to get, and that's what I'm trying to do. Our guest on the program today has been Tom McDermott, Tom uh, Mayor uh, Hammond, Indiana, also a candidate for the U.S. Senate. Tom, my friend, always good to talk to you. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate you, man. You do a great thing for Hoosiers. I appreciate that. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.